wonderful. Let's finish strong with the last episode in this week's series. My name is Felicia Goins, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus all week has been obedience, and today is the last day in the series on obedience. Our anchor scripture is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, which says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Yesterday's episode was one of my favorites, so I encourage you to listen to it at least a couple of times and get your faith strengthened. We're going to continue today talking about obstacles to obedience and how to overcome them. Yesterday, the first obstacle to obedience that we talked about is uncontrolled unbelief. Another obstacle to obedience to God is when we look for the spectacular and ignore the small. In 1 Kings chapter 19, the prophet Elijah is going through a very difficult time in his life. The people of his nation are rebelling against God, and a political figure who governs the land has threatened to kill Elijah. Elijah is now about to have an encounter with God in regards to this, and he is not feeling optimistic about this situation. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 11. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still, small voice. Verse 13, then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah proceeded to respond. Then the Lord gave him insight into what he would do in Elijah's situation to help him. But notice, God was not in the spectacular in this particular moment. And another word for spectacular is dramatic. God wasn't in the wind that literally shattered a part of a mountain. He wasn't in the earthquake or the blazing fire. God showed up and communicated to Elijah in a still small voice during this particular time in his life. And what many children of God have done is ignore the still small voice of Holy Spirit on the inside of them because it wasn't spectacular or dramatic in nature. Yes, God does operate in the spectacular sometimes. I mean, he parted the Red Sea for millions of people to walk across it on dry land. So yes, God definitely can do the spectacular, but he also operates in what is still and small. And in my own personal experience, I remember Holy Spirit saying something to me and I obeyed what he said and it literally prevented a huge fiasco And I think it prevented people from getting hurt as well. And after things turned out well, I was surprised that God spoke to me in a still small voice concerning something so important. But I was like, okay, this is definitely a lesson for me. Even if God is not speaking in a spectacular or dramatic way, I still need to act like what he is saying is just as important as something that is spectacular or dramatic. So it's important not to make assumptions and say, oh, if God is speaking this way, it must be important or it must not be important. Anytime God is speaking to you, it's important. He loves you the most out of anyone that has ever existed. So don't ignore those still small promptings on the inside that says, start drinking more water, call so-and-so and check on them. 
Take your car to the auto shop. And it might not be anything wrong with your car to your knowledge, but Holy Spirit knows everything. And he is so kind and present. He takes you and your life very seriously. So yes, listen and respond to the big things and ways that God shows up, but also pay attention and follow through when all you have is a little small prompting or unction on the inside. Just follow through and obey and don't try to rationalize it with your mind because if you you're doing a life of faith like we talked about yesterday it's not going to make sense to your head all the time and i am telling you from experience god will be training you in moments of your life to hear him and sometimes he'll do it with small things and as you consistently obey those small things when what he saw in the future that maybe the enemy was going to try to do to get you or your family off track when the enemy does aim to do or say whatever god saw god will whisper in your spirit and because you've been practicing listening and obeying even in the small promptings from God, you'll listen and obey him in really serious and dire situations and be able to overcome with just a small nudge from the Holy Spirit on the inside. Y'all, I remember I was working somewhere one time and one of my team members came in. Him and his wife had a blended family, so they had a bunch of children in the house with them and he said that he went to the grocery store. He got this frozen lasagna for dinner for his family and he said that something told him, don't get the lasagna and he stood in the line and he got it anyway, but he said something kept telling him like don't get the lasagna he did not have peace to get that lasagna he took that lasagna home fixed that lasagna for their family and they got food poisoning but he was telling us about it in the office and he was so bewildered and I mean it's still exciting because it's like wow God was speaking to you now granted he didn't listen he didn't obey and I have done that before with food as well this happened to me not too long ago like months ago I had bought groceries and Holy Spirit said pray over your groceries and speak over them which was not something that I remember Holy Spirit telling me to do before so I prayed over the groceries but I didn't speak over them and release my authority so I prayed I blessed the groceries but there's this other aspect of releasing your authority so listen to the offense episode if you're not uh, familiar with what I'm talking about I didn't do that and I ended up getting food poisoning off some beans and rice that I had bought and purchased and long story short I know better now so please obey God in the small things there's a reason why he'll tell you not to go to a certain restaurant that you were about to go to there is a reason he will tell you not to go to a particular gas station today there is a reason why he'll tell you go get gas today whatever the unction is from holy spirit on the inside listen to it and obey so the obstacle was looking for the spectacular and ignoring the little or the seemingly small the solution is Pay attention to everything God is saying. Pay attention to the promptings Holy Spirit is giving you on the inside. And don't make anything that God says small. Another obstacle to obedience includes, but is not limited to, being unfocused. If you're familiar with King David and his life story, he had a woman's husband killed, Bathsheba, so he could take her as his wife without it looking like sin. But King David would not have been outside on his balcony able to see Bathsheba that day had he been focused on the war that his army was out fighting he would have been out with his army at war but he was focused on the wrong thing for far too long and ended up disobeying God and caused a whole bunch of calamity in people's lives David was not a bad child of God 
He was human, just like you and I. And not being focused was an obstacle to him obeying God. We can overcome this by repenting and asking God to forgive us for not focusing on right things and then pray and ask the Lord to always help us be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and he will. We don't have to just let our minds wander and focus on whatever is suggested to it. No, put your mind in the hands of God. Put your memory in the hands of God. Put your time in the hands of God. Put your focus in the hands of God. Then pay attention to the still small voice of Holy Spirit on the inside of your spirit or in your heart as he guides you. Holy Spirit will also give you thoughts as well. But any thought from Holy Spirit must line up with the word of God and it will have the peace of God on it. So being unfocused is an obstacle to obedience. And one way that we overcome that is by praying and putting our mind and our time in the hands of God and receiving help from Holy Spirit. Another obstacle to obedience is pride. Now, there's a lot in the word that you can read about that on your own study time. Pride is overcome by humbling yourselves before God and repenting. I won't go too in-depth on this one because I want to get to the one that Holy Spirit highlighted to me as one of the primary ones to share for today. And here it is. One of the primary obstacles to obeying God is impatience. Y'all, this one is huge. We're going to look at this in the word during the time of King Saul. But by no means, let me just preface this. By no means am I judging Saul as I share this because I have definitely been impatient before and disobeyed God. I am so grateful that the Lord gives us mercy and grace until we can develop the patience that we need to sustain in obeying him. And here's the thing about impatience. It doesn't always show up as rushing. Sometimes impatience looks like being short-tempered. It looks like being frustrated easily. Keep that in mind. Impatience will not always look like rushing. Sometimes a person can feel so much pressure on them. They break under that pressure instead of bearing up and being patient under that pressure. They'll break and end up disobeying God. And that's what happened to King Saul. So let's look at it in 1 Samuel chapter 13. And I'm going to flip over to it in my Bible. Verse number 5. Feel free to pull your Bible out as well when you're listening to WordCast and look up these scriptures with me to get your own eyes on them. I want you guys to really pay attention because I'm going to read quite a few verses of scripture, but that's what WordCast is about. We actually get in the word. So I really appreciate opportunities when I can just read directly from scriptures. And yes, I give commentary around it based on what Holy Spirit tells me, but it's super important that we actually put our eyes on the word individually as people. So as I'm reading, if you can, pull your Bible out, pull your phone out and follow along with me if not just stay tuned in and listen so first samuel chapter 13 verse 5 so right now israel is at war and they look outnumbered the enemy looks really really fierce and saul is the king and at that particular time the king would lead his troops his people in in war verse number six when the men of israel saw that they were in a tight situation for their troops were hard pressed they hid in caves holes, rocks, tombs, and pits or cisterns. Some Hebrews had gone over to the Jordan in the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal and all the people followed him trembling. So right now, Saul has people following him and they're afraid and some of the people are leaving him. They're fleeing, like they're running away from this battle, from this situation. Verse number eight, Saul waited seven days according to the set time Samuel had appointed, but Samuel had not come to Gilgal and the people were scattering from Saul. So back in that time, 
when these people would go to war, like Saul is leading the children of Israel. He's a king over the children of Israel. When they would go to war, when God's people would go to war, they would offer up sacrifices to God and it would give them this supernatural power to win and overcome in battles, even against enemies who were more fierce than them. But the custom at that time was that only a priest in this particular situation could offer up a sacrifice to God. Like it wasn't the king's place to do that. He needed to wait for Samuel. Samuel told him to wait X amount of time. Saul waited that many days. The people started fleeing. He started looking at them panicking and trembling. People were complaining, talking against them. Like, what are we gonna do? You're supposed to be our leader, all of that stuff. And he folded under the pressure. Verse number nine. So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering which he was forbidden to do at this time. And verse number 10, and just as he finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Y'all, it's like that. When you are waiting for the Lord, when you're waiting on God and he has given you an instruction to wait right there at the last moment, when you feel that intense pressure, like you just can't wait anymore, you are right there at the door of your breakthrough. Your answer is right around the corner in a matter of an hour or less Samuel showed up Samuel was so close that he smelled the sacrifice that Saul was was doing unto God before he even got there so by the time he got there he's like whoa what did you just do didn't I tell you I was coming in seven days I didn't say I'm coming in seven days at seven o'clock or at 7 30 I told you I'm coming in seven days so a strong strong obstacle to obedience is impatience and a lot of times people are impatient because of the pressure being put on them from their culture from their society or other people in their life uh verse number 11 samuel says what have you done saul said because i saw that the people were scattering from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the philistines were assembled in mishmash verse number 12 i thought the philistines will come down now upon me to gilgal and i have not made supplication to the lord so i forced myself to offer a burnt offering so basically he gives a bunch of excuses and he says I thought the enemy was gonna come down on me and I know how powerful and strong it is to have the supernatural power of God working on my behalf in battle so I didn't want the enemy to come down on me before I offer this sacrifice to God and get his power and his covering in the back verse number 13 and Samuel said to Saul you have done foolishly you have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. This meant that Saul's children would have ruled as kings and queens over Israel. Verse number 14. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out David, a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be prince and ruler over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Y'all, this man threw away a destiny from God in a moment of impatience. And some of y'all might be thinking, well, didn't you just talk about David? The, okay, so he's the king after Saul. He messed up too. Here's the thing. The Bible says that King David was a king after God's own heart. When you study Saul's life, we see that Saul was a king after Israel's heart. He was more concerned with the approval of Israel and the people. David was more concerned with the approval of God with heaven so even when David would make a mistake he would repent to God genuinely from the heart and he would still move
move down the pathway of the will of God and seek God out before he went into battle or do different things. Yes, David was human just like we are and had weaknesses just like we have. But Saul was human as well. And Saul had weaknesses. But Saul was always seeking after the heart of the people and not the heart of God. And so us making this distinction between the two kings, Saul was first and then David ruled after Saul, we can now come to how do we overcome impatience and not let it be an obstacle to us obeying God. We find one of the ways in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 which says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. In our life, we must make God our first and final authority. We must make our relationship with the Lord more important than anything on the earth, including what people have to say. This means if culture is doing things one way and it seems to get quick results, but God tells us to do things the exact opposite way in his word and it's gonna take longer, the word of God and the spirit of God will always be supreme and above anything of this world. But we, you and I, we must put the importance on God's word. We must put the importance on God in our life like King David did or else where Saul is concerned, he put more importance on the people and what they said led him astray. But has Saul put importance on God's word? Has Saul put more importance on the commandment? I'm not saying he didn't make what God said important. I'm saying he made something more important. And because he did that, he ended up operating in impatience because he was getting pressured from the people and he did not wait on the instructions of the Lord. God's way will always be the best way even if it is the longest way. So we must set our mind in advance and make God our first and final authority. I share this prayer often on WordCast. Simply ask Holy Spirit, Lord, help me love you more than anything. I am telling you, when you get that worked out in your life, it's gonna make obedience a lot easier. So set your mind in advance. Now, now, how do you go about setting your mind? One way is to think about what God has done in the past, how he's been faithful and came through for you every time. Then think about the times where you didn't wait on God and you disobeyed and the consequences and challenges you had to work through in order to get back in your right position and on the right path for your life. Waiting is not always the easiest thing to do, but it is always worth it. So I encourage you today, don't allow impatience to hinder you obeying God. Wait for his best in every area of life. Listen for his instructions and obey. Now I'm gonna pray over you really quickly before we say our decrees and head into an awesome weekend. Father God, thank you for every listener. I pray that you will seal the word up in us that we have learned this week on WordCast. I pray that you will bring back to people's remembrance the things that were specifically for them. May this word permeate their entire hearts and their mind. I pray that the evidence of the truth of your word that was shared today will show up in their lives and bear much good fruit. Help us obey you, Lord. Help us love you more than anything. And those of you listening to me, if you're in agreement with what I just prayed, say amen. And then repeat these decrees after me. God loves me. Obedience is my expression of love to him. God loves me. I delight myself in God and in his truth. God loves me. I am strengthened this week for all I have to do. God loves me. I am in the right place at the right time. God loves me. All this week I flow from the divine. God loves me.
and he makes it easy for me to hear him and obey. God loves me, and my obedience says, God, I love you. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you so much for helping me wrap this week up on WordCast. Be sure to come back next week on Monday for a brand new series. And remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.